Hello, and welcome to the GDS podcast. I'm Sarah Stewart. Today's podcast, the final one of 2019, is a special one. It's GDS's year in review. Last year, Angus and I went through the year very methodically picking out our highlights. It was quite fun. It's my last podcast, so I wanted to do something better than quite fun. And what's better than quite fun? A quiz! I'm going to host a quiz. So I'm going to be asking 24 questions about GDS, two for each month. Obviously, the person with the most points will win. Producer Emily is going to keep score. So let's meet our contestants. Contestant number one, what's your name? What do you do? And where are you from? So my name is Laura Stevens. Um, I'm a writer here at GDS and I'm from a small village in Surrey called Tadworth. And what's Tadworth known for? Um, So it's not known for very much. Um, So I had to look this up before um, I came on the podcast. Um, But it was referenced in the Doomsday book, so it's very old. Um, And in the Doomsday book, it was known as having woodland worth four hogs. So, you know, I don't really know what like one... Yeah, like I don't really know what that equates to, but I thought that was quite a fun fact. You don't see hogs very much anymore. How many trees per hog? And what kind of tree? Yeah, what kind of hog? I mean... (laughs) All good questions. Um, And Laura, what is your specialist subject at GDS, would you say? So um, I would say my specialist subject would be design here at GDS, but I am wary of saying that because I know Angus is also very into design and I feel like he may you know, show me up in this quiz and take all the design answers. Which is a good segue into asking contestant number two, what's your name and where do you come from? Hello, I'm Angus Montgomery. I'm a strategy advisor and I live in Woodbridge in Suffolk. Woodbridge, isn't that where the celebrities live? Um, yeah, um, well, it depends on your definition of celebrity, I suppose. So Woodbridge's most famous son was Thomas Seckford, who was an advisor to Elizabeth I. But more contemporary famous sons include Brian Eno and Charlie from Busted. Oh my gosh. Ooh, is that Charlie the one with the eyebrows? I think so, yeah. The, 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 the handsome one. He did a solo career. Yes. Fight star. That's it. That's yeah. excellent um, Busted knowledge. So, Angus, what's your specialist subject at GDS? Um, I don't know. It sounds a bit creepy if I'm going to say that loud, but I, I'm the people at GDS. Like, I think that's, that's the thing that I'm most interested in is all the people who work here and the things that they do. So, it's good to meet you, contestants. Good to be here. Um, I need you to press the buzzer when you have the correct answer. Cue the tense intro music, producer Emily. Let's do this. In January, we recorded a podcast with the Global Digital Marketplace team. They're helping to tackle corruption, a $2.6 trillion problem. The team visited five countries, talking to people at state and local level. Can you name all five countries? Laura. Okay, I think I've got this. South Africa, Malaysia, Colombia, Indonesia... I'm going to fall down on the last one. I think one. I know the last one. What's the last one? No, 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 oh. no, we can't do that. Oh, so do, oh. do I just compromise do I get, do I get a hint or do I just, do I just... Here's your clue. Its name also features in the name of its capital city. Massive clue. The answer was Mexico. <gasps> Okay, so I'm afraid no one can take a point from that. Okay, next question. The first ever services week took place from the 28th of January to the 1st of February. It was a nationwide cross-government event that explored how people could work together to deliver end-to-end user-focused services. Now, one of the workshops during services week was designed to improve online forms. It was a sellout workshop. But what was the name of that workshop? (laughs) Angus. Was it called Former Palooza? Correct! One point to Angus. Boom. First one on the scoreboard. Yeah. You know. 
Okay, moving on to February now. In February, the GDS Academy turned five and launched a new course, Introduction to Artificial Intelligence in Government. Can you name an example of where AI is already being used in government? Laura? Um, aren't we using it um, here at GDS to do supervised machine learning on gov.uk? Excellent, Laura. One point. Yes, back in the game. Okay, next question. Gov Wi-Fi is a common component that we all know and love. It provides free, secure Wi-Fi in public sector buildings. It's used two million times a month. We noticed that it was also being accessed through which surprising device? Is it a device you'd find in a home? Yes, perhaps in the home of a teenager. PlayStation. Correct answer. And actually, there were six PlayStations Who's that were PlayStation recorded. Who's the PlayStation in? It could be in any public sector building. Next question. The 11th competition for the GovTech Catalyst opened in March. Technology firms were invited to apply to develop innovative solutions for a challenge submitted by Oxfordshire County Council. But what was that challenge? Um, was it something to do with uh, the traffic system? Yes. And uh, driverless cars? Yes! Yes, well done. Next question. A team was a new team was created for gov.uk to maintain and operate the gov.uk platform. What was the new team called? Dora. Is it platform health team? Correct. Sprint is GDS's flagship conference. In April, we announced the agenda and that we would travel to five locations across the UK to discuss the impact of digital transformation on public services. Name those cities. Angus. In order. Um Edinburgh, Cardiff, Leeds, Belfast and London. One point to Angus. I said Laura then. Give me all the points. <laughs> <laughs> Should we ever check in on the scores? Uh, yeah, let's check in on the scores. Wow. OK, Laura's ahead. In April, there was an unconference at GDS. People were invited to pitch and present on topics of their choosing. Richard Towers held a discussion on making coding more accessible to people at GDS. Which of the following is a programming language that we do not use at GDS? Ruby, Python, Node.js, Go, Java, C Sharp, Scala. Angus. C Sharp? Correct! Did you know that? I don't know that much about programming languages. I've heard people talk about the other ones. Okay, well, just to say there was a trick answer in there as well. So for those people who really know their programming, we don't use Scala anymore, but... There is an old project that still is in Scala, but it's not maintained. Oh, I like that. Trick question. Okay, so this is May. Gov.uk Pay, a free and secure online payment service for government and public sector organisations, took its first payment for a service in a language other than English. For half a point, what was that language? And for the full point, how do you say seamless integration in that language? Laura. Welsh. I'm just going for the half point. I I don't have the other half of it. Not confident. I'm not confident. <laughs> I, I did, I've never spoken Welsh, so I wouldn't want to offend anybody. Do you have? Do you know? It? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you knew about um, programming languages, so I thought you might also have Welsh knowledge. Welsh yeah, knowledge. the two don't always go together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I've got it written down here, and I don't want to offend anyone either. <laughs> It's been quite a good year for common components, has it not? It has. So, I mean, as well as uh, GovUK Pay, you've got things like GovUK Notify, which is a great success and is used by more than half the local authorities across the UK. Yeah. Um, helps them do things like sending letters, which can be like really time consuming and where mistakes can be made. OK, with changing regulations affecting public sector accessibility requirements, we advised how to publish an accessibility statement. But where can you find that? <laughs> Angus. Yes, in June. Oh, we're halfway through. How fun. Um, In June, a strategy and a guide were published. What was the name of that strategy and what was the name of the guide? I need the official names, please. I think the first one is the Government Technology Innovation Strategy. 
then it's a guy choosing AI in the public sector. Correct. Laura's got the full point. In June, Kevin Cunnington, GDS's Director General, stepped down after three years leading the organisation. He took a new role on at the International Government Service and Alison Pritchard was named as Interim DG. Can you tell me where in the world she was when she was offered the job? Angus. I think she was near Madagascar, wasn't she, in the Indian Ocean? I I don't think I can accept that. No, she was on a boat in in in, a, in at sea. And will it? I'm going to accept Indian Ocean um, because she was sailing on a boat somewhere between Darwin and Christmas Island. So I would have accepted Timor Sea or the Indian Ocean. Okay, so technically this happened in June. July was a little bit quiet. Um, so GDS's step-by-step work on Gov.uk won a DNAD award for service design. Please, can you name my favourite step-by-step journey on Gov.uk? Angus. Um, is it reporting found treasure? Correct. Oh, I, I mean, even if I got in first, I would have actually been wrong. So I thought it was bring your pet to the UK. Where would I be bringing it from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you might have bought your pet abroad. Oh, yeah. I actually did look into dog rescue in Greece. So, you know, clearly I, I could have been right, but alas, yeah. it was more finding treasure. So what's so good about Step by Step? Well, there are now 47 live <gasps> and... Obviously, like, it's really good that they are winning awards and everything, but also they're being used, they're really helping people. They're Mm -hmm. also helping the other parts of Gov.uk, like our voice assistant work. Um, So now you can ask, like, your Alexa or Google Home if you want to learn to drive a car. Um, And, yeah, there's helping people where they need it. And also, quite like, when I spoke to Kate and Sam about it, Kate was saying what motivated her is that ease to make government when, like, as invisible as possible. So say you're dealing with a very distressing situation, like somebody has passed away. You don't want to be, like, dealing with any government admin at that point and so mm-hmm. if a step-by-step can just give you the answers that you need and tell you very clearly that's that's a really helpful thing to do for users and um, what's your favorite step-by-step journey laura um my favorite step-by-step journey is um quite a boring one but i like it because i'm on the video for it um it's how to drive a car um and i feature setting it into a phone and then it got screened at sprint 18 wow so you know me and this jumper that is quite an old jumper i didn't really expect to be used in filming that day it's been immortalized so if you want to um have a visual picture of laura if you want to connect the voice to the face watch that journey it's on youtube in july we released oh this is actually this next question could be in laura's advantage just given your specialist subject for design. (laughs) In July, we released new updates to the colours and font on Gov.uk. The Gov.uk colour palette is made up of seven colours, grey, black, blue, red, yellow, green and white. Which two colours weren't updated? Uh, Angus. Black and white? Correct! (laughs) That is great knowledge. Angus is in the lead. Wow. Oh, so I need to make a comeback. Yeah, Laura needs to make a comeback. Is that because he's got lots of half points? (laughs) Trying hard, but... (laughs) (laughs) He's not committing. (laughs) In August, we talked about the work we had to do following July's reshuffle. When there's a reshuffle, Gov.uk needs to update information as quickly as possible. True or false? The Gov.uk team knows this information before the public. (laughs) False. Correct. They find out at the same time as everyone else. Yeah, July during the reshuffle in July, because um, it was obviously quite like a big change and the changes are coming quite like quickly, the team really had to step up. Um, and like, so that's working late nights, making sure Gov.uk is always like the canonical source of information. Yeah. Um, so they had to make updates to 100 individual ministers' Gov.uk roles. They had to update ministers' biographies. They had to add profiles to Gov.uk for people who hadn't worked for government before. They had to reorder the list of ministers on 22 departments pages and they had to reorder the government minister's page and obviously there's a 
lot of eyes on GDS, um, well, on gov.uk and mm. GDS's, t- GDS's work through that. So yeah, they did very well. <laughs> Go team. Okay, next question. Alison took up the role of DG at GDS and wrote an introductory blog post sharing a little bit about her past. It's incredibly well written. Alison has a fantastic background in public service, but what was her very first job serving the public? I feel like I know this. It was in the blog post if you read it. <laughs> I don't know if it was her very first job, but she was minister responsible for cage fighting at one stage. That's, that's, that's quite, was, a, quite a high was, entry as your first yeah. job. <laughs> minister <laughs> not, min- not minister, obviously. Um, she was a senior civil servant responsible for cage fighting in some capacity. She was pulling pints. You can't give me clues. <laughs> I thought that, I think it said first job in the civil service. No. Oh, first job. Oh, I no, it was first job serving the public. So is this, a, is this pu- a pun? Yes. Oh, oh, you're operating on a level that I'm not. <laughs> yes, she was a barmaid when she was eight. Oh, is, is that the, do, do we do we need to check in on it, that? I, it was um, check on the legality of that claim. <laughs> it was need her, to investigate some pub wherever she grew up. <laughs> it was her family pub, and um, she just served soft drinks. Okay, so September plans for a new permanent secretary level government chief digital information officer (GCDIO) were announced at Sprint. Alison said that GCDIO was a bit of a mouthful. So, what was the title shortened to? Angus. Um, She calls them the big G. Correct. (laughs) Adding that it incorporates a sense of scale and seniority for that particular post. Mark Hurrell, the former head of design for Gov.uk and a head of graphic design at GDS, wrote the most popular blog post in in design in government blog history. But what was it about? Laura. So I feel like I need to claw this back after Angus took my specialist subject earlier. Mm-hmm. Is it the uh, the post about the design principles posters? Correct. Yes. Well done. There was also a very nice, we can plug the Instagram here as well, because I believe Roger Valentine did a very nice animation about those posts as well. Oh, yeah. great. Um, in October, two members of the Sustainability Network, Emily Labram and Will Pearson, estimated the maximum amount of CO2 that GDS produces. How many tonnes of CO2 did they estimate we produced? Laura? Was it 4,000? Correct. (gasps) So much. That's a lot. But it's an important piece of work. It's good to know exactly what your impact is. And is it on the blog post? It is. All of the details are on the blog post and how they calculated it as well. And where does that come from, CO2? Things like data centres that Mm. are consuming lots of energy, like, and whether that energy is, I mean, the question is whether you can have um, renewable energy sources to keep things like data centres up and running. And Yeah. And I think also that blog post got a lot of comments as well. So I think it's something that other government departments or like armlets bodies or whatever are looking into. Yeah. Because you, yeah, I guess you think that the big um, sort of culprits are fashion, oil and gas industries, but actually everyone sort of... Yeah, everyone's responsible. Yes. Okay. In October, gov.uk turns seven. Tell me, what was notable about the desks that the team worked on when gov.uk was launched? Laura. Is this from an article you wrote? Me? Or Secretary <laughs> of State? <laughs> sorry, sorry, the, the ghostwriting that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Is it that they were cardboard boxes? Correct. Thank you for reading that, by the way. (laughs) I'm going to read a quote from a GDS figure. Please can you identify the speaker, their job title, and tell me what they're talking about. The quote starts, Unlike many publishers or commercial organisations, we're not incentivised by statistics like page views or the number of visitors. Our interest is in making sure we are where the user is. End quote. Angus. 
Um, that is Jen Allen, who's head of GovUK, um, talking about, uh, well, I guess, sort of the success metrics for GovUK. And it's interesting um, what she's saying about that, that obviously we're not a commercial organisation. We're, we're, we're an organisation that's here to serve user needs. So the traditional kind of understanding of people, you know, you want to increase the number of people coming to your site. Like, that's not how we operate. I mean, it's good to know those figures, mm-hmm. obviously, and it's good to know um, who's coming and what they're looking at and what's getting a lot of traffic and stuff but that's not ultimately what motivates people and that's not what motivates their future vision for GovUK which is about serving users um, helping them to do whatever it is that they need to do regardless of whether that's a simple thing or a complex life event. Perfect answer, one point. Uh, November saw the creation of another community at GDS. GDS has got so many lovely communities but what was that community? Laura? Was it Muslims at GDS? Correct! Networks are a nice thing, aren't they? They are. What's your favourite network? What networks are you part of? So at GDS, I'm part of the Women's Network. Um, I've also recently joined the Mental Health Network because I interviewed Ben on the podcast, Ben Carpenter on the podcast last month. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about you, Angus? Um, I'm, I'm not a member, although I probably ought to be, but I go to quite a lot of the Women's Network events, yeah. which are really good. And I think it's great, obviously, not being a woman and being able to go to these things and being part of that yeah. um, sort of community. But no, I mean, I think the good thing about the networks is even if you're not a member, they're really visible. So I've been to quite a few events that the LGBT network mm. and, uh, have done as well. I just think it's really good that, um, yeah, they're so active and that there's so much going on. Yeah, I think that sort of part of like being open to all is really nice. Like, cause often they you can just join them by joining the Slack channel, and that's very like you can just be there. And so if you're joining, if you're joining GDS as a uh, person who's not been in government before or anything, you can just be like, oh, here's a few friendly faces, and you don't have to. You can be kind of as active or as inactive as you want to be as part of the network. Um, so, what networks are you part of? I dip my toes into a few pools. Does that work? I mean, not not physiologically, <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested in the work that the women's group do, um, particularly around kind of negotiating pay rises and public speaking. But also the mental health network is really valuable because it's just it's such an everyday thing here. Well, it's becoming more of an everyday thing here to talk about how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that in other organisations, that's not the case. And I think there is a real push to kind of normalise talking about it, which is ultimately very healthy. And it's really nice that GDS can take like a leading role in that then in like setting a precedent on how that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. We're actually, we've only got two questions left. We're almost at the end. So can you tell me how many types of chocolate were tried by GDS Chocolate Club in 2019? I should add that GDS Chocolate Club is funded by its members and is an out of hours club. Uh, Six. Laura? I'm going to go much higher. I'm going to go like 24. You've both fallen short. 65 chocolates were tasted in 2019. Is this the final question? This is the final question of the quiz. Okay. Name every person in the creative team who made the GDS podcast series possible this year. Um, Laura. Angus. (laughs) Sarah. Thank you. Producer Emily. To give her a full title. (laughs) Um, Animator and photographer Roger. And we've got filmmaker Graham. Mm-hmm. Producer Megan Painter. Yep. Designer Charlotte. Couldn't possibly forget Alistair Mogford, who not only set up this podcast, but documented how we do it and wrote down a very long yes. description, which we've all been using now because we all forget like what the setup is and stuff. 
So thank you, Alistair. Shout out to Alistair. And also we've got a shout out to our social media star, Lou Mullen. And thanks obviously to Chris Watson. Oh wait, how do I attribute points to this? this Everyone gets points everyone for that. Because it's a team effort. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's the spirit, isn't it? So well done, well done team though, because we've done 14 podcasts. Yes. Thanks to everyone there. And thank you so much to all of our listeners for um, your loyal support over the past year. Okay, uh, so uh, Emily, can you tell us, can you hand me the final scores? Um, I'm going to announce who the winner is <gasps> drum roll after i announce who the runner-up is <gasps> it was angus <gasps> well done well done angus but today's winner is laura stevens so your prize is um three chocolate bars wrapped up inside a civil service lanyard oh that's very kind of you thank so you claps. oh well this but there's three so you know we can divide amongst oh well how can we get apart from producer emily <laughs> i tried to there are, actually, there are actually four of us in the room. I will share that out amongst all of us here. That's very magnanimous of you. Oh, good winner. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the last podcast of 2019. Um, how did you think it went? It was very challenging. It doesn't sound... But I did come out as a winner, so yeah. you mean, I, I feel like... I mean, obviously I came out as a runner-up, so it was more challenging. <laughs> um, 2019's been quite a year, hasn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. What have your highlights been? Um, well, I moved team. So I'm now on the strategy team, which explains why I'm not as involved in the podcast as I was before. So, yeah, that's a highlight. But obviously being on the creator team was also a highlight. Aww. That's sweet. Laura, what's your highlight been? Um, I really liked getting actually more involved in the podcast, which is quite a appropriate thing to say in this podcast the episode. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I really liked, um, I've spoken to many interesting people like uh, Kate Ivy Williams and Sam Dub, Dub and yeah, uh, lots of other people as well on the podcast. Oh, great. Okay. But what about you? What was your highlights for the year? Well, I helped Alison with a presentation that she delivered um, at the Women into Leadership conference. Mm. And um, we made a spoof book about Alison. (laughs) And it's called Alison by Alison Pritchard. Yeah. Because we're talking about like stories from her life and someone thought it was real yes i believe also i'm quite surprised by this because you actually wrote in fake reviews i believe uh, yeah i did reviews from people's friends and time magazine uh, that was really funny it was a really good event as well um okay so um thank you to all of our listeners over 2019 it's been quite the year in the world of um the gds podcast we've covered lots of topics mm-hmm. so thank you for your loyal support lending us your ears and please keep listening you can listen to all the episodes of the Government Digital Service podcast on Apple Music, Spotify and all other major podcast platforms. And you can read the transcripts on Podbean. Bye. Bye. Bye 2019.